0: Okay, hey fam, hang on, I'm here. No. <laughs> hey James, hey Ingrid. Y'all hold on, I'm trying to figure out how to do this stream from my my um from my um, stream yard. and I'm looking for the the, the the key. Do y'all know where the key is? Y'all help a sister out because y'all know I don't know what I'm doing, right? And I need the stream and y'all are actually logging on and I want to see it. I want to talk to y'all. Hold on. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? Girl, you got your um, Instagram? Um, yeah. Where's your Instagram? I'm, I'm going to send you I'm going to add in somebody. So you guys, I'm going to add somebody in and i'm gonna tell y'all what's up. Okay. Ooh, family, when y'all find out what i'm up to, y'all are gonna be like, "Why are you always doing the most, Lori?" And i'm gonna say, "That's why you follow me cuz y'all know i do the most." I don't know why i do the most. I am a lot today, girl. Now i can't even find you on Instagram. Okay. Okay. Hey, family, hold on. We're coming. Send me an invitation on Instagram, Martha, to to join.
1: Okay.
0: She got me. There it is. There it is. There it is. I see you joined. There you go. Request to
1: join. I didn't hit the whole
0: button. Almost family this is so exciting i cannot wait to share with you guys i hit it okay here she comes that's my girl Mark. family okay you guys are gonna crack up at what's going on here okay so i want y'all first to um i should record this on this one too (laughs) same changes we are actually y'all are you guys ready for this you know i have another page that's called imperfect good girls right because y'all know i'm a church girl at heart um but i've had less than perfect church girl experiences amen and it ain't nothing like the truth. And I have wanted to share them. And I've been really active over on um, Flawed for Purpose, the Hurt, Heal, Evolve podcast. My friend Tiquana, shout out Tiquana. I see she just joined. You guys, that's a great podcast. And we're talking about hurting, healing, evolving. It's really good. But Imperfect Good Girls is just a little more raw, okay? And my friend Mar is doing this with me. We are here together. Okay, to talk about being imperfect good girls because we are. All right, and we want to share it with you. And y'all, I'm gonna tell you what's funny is we were trying to record this on StreamYard and we were like, Yeah, we're gonna record it. First of all, we couldn't get the links right. Then, once we finally got the links, then I couldn't hear anything in this because I had my microphone on mute. And then, Mark couldn't hear, so she had to get the headphones. Y'all, it was so many things. And then I was like, You know, we can go live. And she was like, Oh, we could. And I'm like, Let's just do it. And y'all know I'm a little spontaneous. So we're not talking about food tonight, okay? That's okay though, that's gonna come, more of that will come too, but tonight we're just talking kind of about what Imperfect Good Girls is and what it means, what it means to us, and just kind of like inviting you in to what we're doing. So if you know somebody who is a female or well, duh, share this with them, okay? Go down there and hit the share button. There's that little arrow. Share this to your stories, okay? I checked with the people over at Meta. I called them and they told me everything was still free, all right? So there's no charge for this at all, but this is for women who are less than perfect, but your background suggests that you should be just such a. Good girl, just a good, maybe just a good church girl like Mar. Mar and I are supposed to be good church girls, but we are far from it. <laughs> what you got to say, girl?
1: Girl, listen. When I when you say perfect, no, 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 no. <laughs> at all, but don't you like when people put that because you went to church, or maybe you went to church, or maybe a pre-K? I understand it, but tonight we're gonna have great conversation. With everyone, so please come in and ask questions and kind of interact a lot
0: longer. Yeah, we don't want y'all to just listen to us, we want you to tell us about your imperfections too, because otherwise we might feel lonely if we thought we were just um, okay. Tiquana says she's breaking up, so whole, we're gonna get that straight, okay? Y'all, hey. y'all, me, y'all should be sure that you go and watch Tiquana's podcast. Because she, her stuff, she be all together. We be clear and clear. Me and Mar, we just a little wrong. Oh, your audio right now, y'all
1: going in and out a little bit. Look, don't be playing with me there, y'all. Is can that, y'all hear me? Is that better? Y'all got me on this head, this headphone. Looking crazy. <laughs> How I look now. How you look you can hear me? Y'all, y'all hear it now? All right, talk to me, can you hear me. Can you
0: hear? all right so we're just we have some questions we're going to kind of walk through and stuff and we want to hear you guys's um in imperfect good girls yes and and exactly these this is the imperfection of us we were laughing about some point you know we'll go back and say girl you remember that first time we did this live thing and it was a hot mess well praise the lord so (laughs) So, you know, first of all, so let's, we wanted to talk about what it means about embracing being an imperfect good girl. You know, I grew up in church, um, and so people always think like, "Yo, oh, you know, everything's perfect. Your life is so good, blah, 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 blah. And it's really not, it's just, it's, it's not. Things have happened that are just really ugly and it's hard to sometimes reconcile what has happened in your life with your good girl persona. And, um... There's a point at personally, I get tired or got tired of, pre- of having to pretend to be a good girl. Not because I wasn't a good girl, but because I wasn't living up to everybody's expectations. Because it's about expectations that people have. What about you, Mar? You know, I'm actually glad that you said that. Because
1: one of the things that I don't like that actually comes with being a good girl um, is being also naive. Mm. right and so everyone wants to kind of put that on like oh she doesn't know anything she's naive she's gone through anything she doesn't have a story and that is so not okay so just because the choices that I've made is different than yours that doesn't separate us from being mainly who we're called to be Yeah, but also, it doesn't separate us from the way that we look from the way that our, our experiences or anything like that it's just merely i make made decisions that another person didn't make, and that's all. That, that's the only thing that kind of separates us is our decisions that we've made. And so when we're talking about being an imperfect good girl, um, yes, you know, one of the things that also separates uh, one from another would be, um, you know, like my belief, mm. right? And so if I grew up thinking that the sky was blue, That doesn't change Lori's view of saying, Yeah, but I can kind of see some gray in there. So I'm not going to have anybody telling me just know anything. Right. And so I think that that right there is honestly, Lori, where I kind of got the stigma of she's just a good girl because I believe that if I did anything wrong, I was just going to get in trouble. That trouble meant getting a whooping. I was going to get a whooping. I was going to be put on a punishment, mm-hmm. you know, for however long, you know, and I just didn't want the repercussions of what came with yeah. doing something that was outside of what mama, daddy, family told me not to do. It wasn't so much that I didn't want to do the, I did want to have certain decisions or didn't do anything um, that my flesh wanted to do. I was just scared to.
0: Yeah.
1: And so when I actually stepped out there and kind of start doing some of the things, you know, then I started feeling bad. Why? Because people had put this good girl yes. over me, and so now I consider myself as unworthy mm-hmm.
0: because
1: now I wanted to stand up to what everybody thought and not necessarily be my authentic self. The
0: expectations. Yeah, it's expectations. funny. I was afraid. Um, I was afraid of going to hell. 'Cause I grew up in a fire and brimstone situation. And if you messed up, you were just going to hell. And I didn't want to go to hell. And we didn't know when Jesus was coming back. It can happen any moment. He can come back now before we end this. And if I had messed up and not had a chance to get back to church, get back to the altar, you you know, and get it right, I didn't want to go to hell. So it's like and then what ends up happening is you you start to fool yourself and you start you learn how to I sometimes I say and, and for the, for the church people don't get mad. But sometimes I say that in church, we learn how to lie and how we learn how to lie is we learn how to not be honest about what's really going on because of what the consequences of that honesty are. And we realize that if I admit that I messed up, uh-oh, then what does that mean? So then we we dress it up and we make it pretty and all this kind of stuff. And, and it keeps us bound. And you're right. You reach a point where it's, like, it's just the decisions that you make might be different. I used to think there are some things I would never do, but you know what, until... I walked in those shoes and life happened to me, um, that changed. That is so. <laughs> and it changed pretty quickly. It felt like. Yeah. I
1: remember. I remember when I got pregnant um, out of wedlock with my oldest son, and when I tell you, it was already like a situation to where I was like, "I'm not having sex until I got married," and I really wanted to stick with that. And so when I got pregnant with my first son, and I wasn't married. When I t- that I thought that I didn't know if I was necessarily thinking that I was going to go to hell, but I but I, I felt that it was the worst thing that I had done in a very very long time, you know, and I didn't know what to do, who to tell, how to feel, and more importantly, what God was going to think mm. about me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I end up. Calling my father and i was like you're going to be mad at me god is mad at me and he was like what did you know like what's going on i was like i'm pregnant he was like "Up? is that all (laughs) and 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 i didn't get that stigma of being a good girl from my dad because i think that he knew it was more so of the background and the traditional ways of doing things and how it looked like i can tell you stories yeah. that that makes sense of, you know, life wasn't perfect at all, but it was still, like you said, the expectation of how I felt of conversations and the, what would you call it, like, the something that was just set, the unknown verbiage that was set yeah. that you don't do this, or right. you don't do that, that I think I kind of owned mm-hmm. and was trying to be different than what I saw, that caused a lot of Pain, uncertainty, unknown, and uh, in, in a lot of insecurity. Yeah. And so when, yeah. I, when I got my dad's approval that I was not going to hell for being pregnant out of wedlock, I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. that makes me feel a lot better." Yeah. Because all of my friends was like, already having sex and already had children. And just kind of doing some other things, and not that I looked at them any different. They were my friends, and I hung out with them, and we did the same things or whatever or whatnot. But I think sometimes when yours don't show,
0: yeah, that someone else yeah. does. Yeah. Well, then different. you get to be a good girl still. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're mine different. was. Mine was. I got married for the first time when I was um, nineteen. It was three days before I turned twenty, and I knew not to marry that man. I I mean, I knew I shouldn't have, but honestly, I was in love. I was. um, And I I knew I shouldn't have, but it's something about, um, I didn't feel like there was anybody else. I felt like there was no choice. You know, who else was I going to marry? So I went ahead and did it. And then after marrying him, and we, I always say we got married in month one, I got pregnant month 11 and he was gone in month 14. And so I ended up back, back home. I moved away from, where I was from about an hour and a half or two hours away. And I ended up coming back and I came back pregnant, um, getting a divorce. And it was a lot of shame because even, even though I had, even though I was married when I got pregnant, the shame was that I was already back. I was back already, I had just left. I mean, it had even been a good year and I'm already back with this. And I remember one of the things that was so hurtful was somebody made the comment and said like, oh, your little perfect teacup got a scratch in it yeah. you know, Ow. You know, and that type of thing just stung. And it was like, first of all, you, is that how you see me? Is that what you've been thinking? Is that what you've been saying? And it was almost like a little happiness, you know, from them to see you. Oh, yeah. Because cause then, I mean, at this point, I'm 21 now. Um, I, I, I'm a single mom. And I haven't finished school. I don't have anything really going. It's just, it's literally like everything has fallen apart. And what am I going to do? You you know, thankfully my family was there, but part of what made the whole good girl thing for me was my granddad was my pastor. And also by the time all this happened, he had died. He died when I was 18. And like I said, I got married when I was 19 three days before I turned 20. I know. And I believe if my granddaddy was alive, I would not have gotten married. And
1: I'm glad you you said that because that's going to bring me to a point of asking, did you, did you
0: feel like you
1: had to get married because, because of the whole good girl stigma, or did you feel worse because you got a divorce?
0: I didn't feel like I had to get married. I wanted to get married because I wanted to stay a good girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's why I got married. I wanted to stay a good girl. Um, so, which then made me feel bad when I got divorced because now, now I was. And, and I was so young when I got divorced. I was like, you know, 21. I mean, that's like your whole life is ahead of you at that point, you know? And so then it was like, oh, wow. Okay, well, this I kind of messed this up. Um, and having to figure out what to do with it. And then people always, you know, looking at you. And like I said, oh, your tea, perfect teacup got messed up. And, and, and not knowing how, um, I don't know. It felt like I was embarrassing my family, but it didn't, but it did, but it didn't. It was just—it was a mess. When it got for me, what really made it get bad was then when my son was um, uh, to three, three, four, I got married again. But that time, I married someone who was not in church. Now, my first husband was in church. He was supposed to be <laughs> saved, and I just supposed to be It was like what forty percent, thirty percent.
1: What was he percent uh, About
0: <laughs> He's about 15-20% saved, you know. Church, so if you if you aren't a church girl, you don't understand this is really important to marry to get with somebody in a church. And I thought right. that's what I was doing. And there's not that many men in the church. So I was like, well, it is what it is. But yeah, he was about 15-20% saved. And so then when I my son was three and I met this my what became my second husband, he didn't even pretend to be saved. He was not it was straight up no he did not believe that and I knew and that was what was so funny in a sense was like why after I made this first mess then why would I do this second mess and I married him knowing how he believed I I knew what he I, I knew what he that he didn't believe in God that he believed in a higher power and you know and all that kind of stuff but I was just like well there's other ladies in here whose husbands ain't saved, and they fine, or their husbands got saved, so I'll be all right, and I married somebody in the church, so what well, difference does it make? You know? Trying
1: to be with, like, being, it's like being with someone that's the total opposite of you, right? Right. I don't smoke, but this person smoke. I don't drink, but this person right. drinks. And then, but every time they get drunk, you mad. What you mad, what you mad for? <laughs> that's <laughs> don't who don't he is. That smoke, breath. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. It's crazy when we look back and think about certain decisions that we made yeah. to uphold the good girl yeah. image. And when you think about it, it has caused us more havoc and pain trying to uphold and be something. I'm going to say that we're that we were not, and not because we were not good girls, but simply because of we was not our authentic selves. Yes. We're busy trying to make sure that we were the
0: expectation had of everyone else. And you know what? Being a good girl is different from being perfect. It is. And and the pressure was to be perfect. Yep. And you never never learned how to mess up. And it felt like, oh, my God, everything's gone to hell in a handbasket, when the fact is you just had a normal experience that people, women, have. You messed up. But check this out lord it's it's crazy
1: to even think of what we were attempting to be when I can only speak for myself I never even had that example mm, okay of what this supposed to look like so on my father's side um well I guess on my father's side and my mom's side uh like pretty much marriage was the thing right, right? you you um, I grew up seeing both my grandparents married, my aunts, uncles, and even my mom and my dad. Multiple marriages, right? But they but the the narrative was to be married. Right. And so in my good girl season, it was more so of I wanted to look different, but at the same time, I still wanted to have the image of being the good girl. I didn't want to look like all of the mistakes that everybody else made. I didn't want to have certain conversations that other people was having. Mm -hmm. But I really didn't have a found and firm foundation of what this good girl was supposed to look like.
0: Yeah. That's 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 a good point. Yeah. Now see, I had it where my aunts and everything, everybody seemed like they were good girls. And I think they were. I believe they were, and the reason I said I think they were, and I believe they were, is because honestly, I don't know if they would tell me differently. Not because anything's wrong with them, but because generationally, we're at a different point, Mm -hmm. you you know. So it looked like, and there were other girls in the church who did have babies, and it was like, "Mm, don't don't turn out. They well, they used to say that was uh, what they say you got turned out. Not not she got. Turned out, but she just she turned out. Yeah, but turned out, right? Not she got turned out. That's different. Yes, it once you got turned out, we knew that that was a whole different. <laughs> <was> like what <laughs> I didn't know that. Not got done. turned out. They okay, just yeah, turned yeah. out. Yeah. and you didn't. I didn't want that because my granddaddy was the pastor, and so that was really important, you know. But then you sit around and you look back, and you're like, I made mistakes that were no better. No different. I, I'm human. And why do we have this thing that we just can't? It's a couple of things. One, when you're in a pastor's family, and I was in a pastor's family, you get held to this standard that's ridiculous, you know, and, and you try to live up to it because you're told you have to. And it just creates so much pressure. And not pressure like, I'm soft, I can't handle pressure. Pressure like the inability to have normal human experiences and just grow as a woman. Absolutely. I'm a woman first. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And
0: you lose that, and you see perfection all around you, you know, and you're just like, what happened to me? Why did I mess up?
1: (laughs) I want to go to what um, Taquana said. She said it's about pleasing and serving God and not people, and that's where we messed up, and that is exactly where we messed up. But then once we mess up, I think it's, I think it's God who wants to come in and fix it, Mm right, instead of consulting him first and saying, hey, I messed up, and what is this going to look like for me, right? Remember when I told you I got pregnant with my son, I didn't even consult God, although I felt like he was going to be upset with me and mad at me and that I hurt him, Mm -hmm. but I went straight to my earthly father my yes. flesh right because I because yes. it, it was still within the flesh whom I wanted to please and I yes. had to learn later on in life that I had to
0: separate that Mhm mhm Yep lost you We lost you we, we can't hear you We can't hear you I don't know what happened to your volume There it is, there it is,
1: there it is. Okay, Tell you how petty I am. It's all about moderation, though. So the mm. reason that my, the reason that you couldn't <laughs> hear me is because I have a time limit on social media. So I I put myself 30 minutes a day on social media. And so my 30
0: minutes was up. And Do so you I, have to go or can we have an exception? No, this it's is an exception.
1: Ministry.
0: It's an exception. Okay.
1: It's an exception. But I forgot to take this it off.
0: Is- Ministry, See, that's
1: that good girl. The second- Look at
0: me being a good girl. I <laughs>
1: don't <laughs> oh, when Eva was present. Glory, <laughs> Glory. okay. <laughs> oh my okay, so we're gonna be. I'm extending it tonight, y'all. Oh. All right, so me and Maya said, Agree to uh, to uh, uh, hold on, uh, to but growing up, we are always compared to the next person so the next person's opinion is definitely thought about yeah. that is
0: so true and it's really sad that especially in church what happens a lot in church is we get where everybody is compared everyone every especially women it's it's unfortunately very one-sided I and mean, we're not talking about the male piece of the conversation, because this is about us as women, mm-hmm. but the standard that we're held to and how women are compared. She did this. or well, she did. Oh, well, she can sing. She can't. Well, she got this. We are compared to each other in such a way that it makes it so that we actually can't have the sisterhood we need. And it was funny because when you made the comment a minute ago, you said, when we mess up, um, we go to God or what should we do next? I realized something in that moment. The key to that was when we mess up not, and I'm not saying it like, oh, I mess up. But the fact is, if you're human, and you're living in this flesh, and you're having a human experience, you're going to mess up on something. What do you do after? What happens after you mess up? What happens after the mistake? And that's where we get stuck and we don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. So we try to hide it. Um, or we try to cover it up. Or how many times have we seen somebody go get married in two days? And you're like, why y'all, y'all was just dating and y'all y'all married. What happened? You know, and you find out we hope they're married, hoping there's no baby. You, you know, it's this stuff that doesn't make sense. We Go after these solutions uh-huh. that create another uh-huh. mess. Uh-huh. And then the next mess that gets created is now another thing. Now we got to get divorced because uh-huh. it, it probably is not going to work. So now you're divorced. And all these things just keep adding up. And there's got to come a point where we say, you know what? I'm imperfect. I'm not perfect. i who God made me. He made me a woman that is just not perfect. And I'm okay with that. With that somebody said it was always easy for us to talk because I was always myself, yes, that's someone i I, I know growing up, yeah, it, she was always herself that's a, a good friend, and she she never pretended that's one thing there were people who didn't pretend, and there were some people you know who were able to be real, but it was very difficult, and there was a standard that was expected and then once I came home divorced divorcing with the baby and then I married again, and when I married the second time, that messed right. There, you know, he was zero (laughs) percent saved. He was minus ten percent saved. You know, I'm saying he was on the negative side, and I'm just saying (laughs) he was negative percent saved. (laughs) And and it was a bad situation. You know, I mean, he was physically abusive and things. And I stayed in that marriage for five years because I kept thinking people are going to think it's me if I get divorced again. People are going to look. Look at me. And so I sit there and then put myself through five years of living hell, punishing myself Mm -hmm. because I did the wrong thing and I married someone who wasn't a believer. Mm. So I wasn't a good girl again. And so I couldn't mess it up and be even more imperfect by divorcing him. And that's what I mean. We just keep doing one stupid thing after another. And that's what happens when
1: we try to cover up the mess. Yeah. Right. It's almost like a dog digging to cover up his mess. Mm-hmm. But what the dog really don't understand is that he's digging himself deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's exactly what happens with yes. us in life. We, we, and it's almost like the lie. You know how you say one lie, cover up another lie, cover up another lie. And then what happens is you protect the lie by believing
0: the lie. Right. <laughs> Yes, you convince yourself of it. That's it right there. You convince yourself that the lie is true. And you have to, because if you lie, you're going to go to hell. So you've got to convince yourself that the lie is true so that you're not lying, so mm-hmm. you won't go to hell for the mistake that you made. Mm-hmm. No wonder we're just so messed up. You, you know, and it's like all
1: of what we're talking about is flesh and people. Right. Yeah. God never intended for us to have this feeling Mm-mm. when it comes to Him, and that is so special. the 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 relationship that I have with Him now is so special to me because it's the Holy Spirit that convicts me, and not necessarily the people. Yeah. And it's not that I've grown to not like. I still care about what people say and think to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it doesn't drive me. Yeah, yeah. The motive is not there for me to be able to say, hey, I'd rather do this because I want to know what such and such is going to think, or I'm not going to do this because what will they say? Yeah, I'm not driven by that anymore. Yeah. But all of the, what we're talking about in our past and the trauma It's because we were set, the standards were set by men and people and not necessarily God. And that's the unfortunate part about growing up, trying to be covered by the
0: stigma of being a good girl. Yes. Yeah. You know, one of the things I remember that I didn't fully realize until I got older is, In the Word, it says Jesus was tempted in all manner, like we were. And when I really stop and take that in, that that means that he felt everything I felt, I feel, Mm -hmm. not just everything I feel. Mm -hmm. And that is just that to me has become so comforting um, to know that, you know what? I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying that he wanted to marry somebody that was 20% saved or negative 15% saved, but he understood what it felt like to be lonely. Yes. Yes. He he felt what it was like to want companionship, Mm -hmm. you you know, and realizing that makes it so that's like, okay, guys, so you get actually what I'm feeling here. And I don't have to try to figure out on my own how to deal with, the feeling I have, you are here to walk through this with me. But that's, that's because we aren't we actually aren't taught to look to him, like I said, look to the other people and their standards.
1: And you know what? If we go to half of those people, if not the majority,
0: mm-hmm. that set those
1: standards for us, knowingly or unknowingly, they probably will not be able to have the boldness to have conversations like this. No. No. Because for them it was the same way, Lori, if they're honest. Yeah. Right. Think about like the generations before them, before theirs. It was like you do as I say and not as I do. Mm -hmm. And everything that happens in this household, stay in this household. Yeah. And so if I if I drift that down on my generation and my children, and then we do the same thing, the trauma and the stigma and the narrative continues.
0: Yeah. Trauma, tra- because that's what it turns into, right? Yeah, because you reach a re- you, you reach a uh, a reckoning <clears throat> within yourself, Absolutely. where it's like, okay, who am I? Am I really? It's it's exhausting, trying to continue to be someone that you're not. Uh-huh. It's exhausting trying to be perfect when you're not. It's exhausting trying to hide your flaws. When they're there, it's exa- for the longest I was so I, it was so hard for me to have to say I am uh, that I've been divorced twice because that just felt like, oh, my word, you, you know, like, who are you? And it felt so embarrassing. And embarrassment is about your pride. And it doesn't mean that you don't have any self pride. It doesn't mean I like to have a sign that says, guess what? You know, but when I was able to embrace the fact that that's part of my story. And that not only is it just part of my story, it's part of why I am who I am. Mm-hmm. It's, it lost its power. Once I stopped trying to hide it, it lost its power.
1: That's
0: good. Stop trying to hide,
1: that's hide it. Good. Right there. We just have to own the decisions that we make. Yeah. Once we own it, it yeah. doesn't mean that we have to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. We own it. That's what, we, that's what I've done. That was my past. It no longer controls me, mm-hmm. and this is who I am today.
0: Yeah, I've learned from it. I sometimes will say, you know, what we make the best decisions we can at the time with the information available. Yeah, it may not be the right decision, mm-hmm. but it's the best one yeah. we could make, even if it's the wrong, the wrong one. And and sometimes, and God tells us, and we still do something that sometimes that we shouldn't do, but that's okay. That's what grace is for. The other piece is if. If we could be so perfect on our own and if we could meet all of these standards, we wouldn't need Jesus.
1: Not at all. We wouldn't need Not grace. Oh, girl, listen. What, would would grace, would, what could uh, grace do for me if I'm perfect? Girl, I wouldn't know what to do without him. I was a uh, uh, ship that
0: without?
1: <laughs> I ah, ah, thing. Ah. Okay. A <laughs> uh, train wreck here.
0: Come I on just, now.
1: I cannot Cannot. and that was another thing that kind of like messed me up is because I've always been a person who felt like that I may not have had the best really I don't even know if I should even say the best relationship but I will say this I've always had a relationship with God always even even if that meant that I was speaking to him and I didn't know what it sounded like, him speaking back to me. Mm. I, al- I always wrote letters. I always mm. prayed, always. I knew that he, he was there and I was covered, but I still didn't know what that looked like when I made decisions that I knew that he would not approve of. Wow. Wow. That's
0: powerful. To to recognize it and put it together that I had the relationship with him, but I didn't know what he would think if I did something
1: mm-hmm. he didn't yeah. approve of. Yeah, because a lot of that is you know how you know the the more that you have a relationship and kind of grow in the word, you kind of know that communication is a two way street, right? Yeah. And so I didn't grow up knowing how to actually commune with him. Yeah, I just knew to call on him. Yeah. And it was almost some days felt like I was calling and he didn't pick up and answer the phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I knew that he was home, right? right it's right. like God, I know you're there. You, you got caller
0: ID or something? You know, right? Like, how come you're not picking
1: talking? up this phone? Mm-hmm. And and that's because I didn't know that I didn't need him to pick up. Mm. I could just say whatever it is that I needed to say, and he was still there. And then as I and I learned how to really have the relationship I kind of sat in like no he may not write letters back to me but there's other ways that he's going to come through to speak to yeah. me yeah. you see what I'm saying and, mm-hmm. and I began to enjoy that time with him and those moments with him and then that's when I was like okay I need to take my focus off of the expectations of what other people have for me and even at this point what I have for myself mm-hmm. Hmm. And who, who does he say that I am? Yeah, and that that came so later in life, or so late in life, but not too late. Not,
0: never too late. And never. communing, communing. That that's the thing, communing. Because I I was like the kind I always talked to God all day. Like we they used to tell us in church, you know, try to pray an hour a day and stuff like that. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, more. I I would get on my knees, girl. i fall so I just couldn't do it. And it would just not my makeup. And I, I felt so bad. I did. I felt so bad. Then I felt like that was probably why I was making bad decisions because I couldn't pray that out the And they would be like, there's, you got, there's 24 hours of the day. You can give God one. There's 20 more. But I couldn't do it like that. But it was because what I learned was that I I actually would be praying and talking to God all day about everything. Thing and asking him everything, and then real, that was also something that made me not be a good girl. So I didn't have, I couldn't pray like the the, the mothers could, and I hated when they would have the shut ins and stuff because I I wanted to I go. remember, to and I, I didn't like it. But <laughs> but yes, yeah, somebody said, yeah I had nap time instead of prayer time. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I could pray, but I couldn't just do that. I couldn't do it. And for the people who can, though, it's okay. What I learned was that God calls and gives us different things in different ways. Mm. When I see different ways to communicate with him, praying does not mean that you are on your knees, eyes closed. Actually, that's not praying, it's communing yeah. with him. How do you commune with him? And once I understood that and started saying, okay, this is how I commune with God. This is how I spend time with him. This, sometimes it's at the keyboard and playing. This is how i how I meet him. Then all of a sudden it was less pressure and I didn't have to feel the pressure to be a good girl with a prayer life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the prayer life is, as described in the church. If,
1: Communing with him was perfect. I'd have been gone a long time ago. Cause guess what your girl gonna do? Sing. actually can I sing? sing. You already know the answer to that. Oh, we don't <laughs> need you to
0: sing. You go, you
1: come let's <laughs> open cards. Listen, <laughs> listen, the joke will not
0: be on me, okay? Well when we sat up here and did our little five heartbeats rendition. Um <laughs> y'all listen, <The> words... <laughs> Okay, y'all, we have to tell you we worked it was it was and so I said, please, please don't. don't. It was Thanksgiving. We were hanging out. We were full. And me and Mar discovered that we both love the five heartbeats more than life itself. And we reenacted about five different scenes. Yes. yes. And I went
1: in. You think not tell me about I went in. By the time I came out, I looked like red. Okay. Five to five. Here. No. I put all my time in. I all. Um uh, and, and I was so worried.
0: That was funny. I you know I have that video.
1: Lori don't put that <laughs> listen y'all can y'all pray for us right now. Somebody in the chat lift up a prayer. Lord, don't don't you put that on no no social media now. I don't
0: know, family. Y'all have to tell me if you want to see it, because we did. <laughs> we we did when they did the song, when they sang it, duh, let do it like we did in the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Takes more than love. <laughs> oh
1: said, i nothing love, love, love for you, baby. <laughs> oh, <no.
0: laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. But that's also an example. You know what? If you take both of us and go to the
1: million
0: views, if you can give me a million
1: views, put it out there. I want, okay. I want the same views over here when her wig fell off. <sighs>
0: I'm just that saying, funny. Really that was funny. That that was that was. I love her. She no, said, "Oh do. my god." Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I'm a little bravo. Folks getting
1: on here being, man, y'all just pray for us.
0: Pray for I, us. I for
1: I really, I really enjoy the platform that we have yeah. now. In this, um, you know, in in this era. Because we we can we can have certain conversations um with people all over. Yeah. Right? Even if they don't get the opportunity to talk back to us. We know that we were not the only two people yeah. that were out there attempting to be this good girl and just owning and just accepting the fact that we are imperfect. Yeah. And yeah. God loves us
0: just the way that we are. And for all you imperfect girls out there. This is a safe place for you. We would love to hear your story. We got to figure out how we're going to do this. Our plan was to do a podcast. That's how this whole evening started. And I'm not saying that we won't, because this could be, We if we record this, we could put it up as a podcast because it's a good conversation. We don't know. So y'all pray. Y'all pray that the Lord tells us his perfect will. <laughs> <laughs> but, Tron, I'm going
1: to come on that podcast too, girlfriend. so know what I'll be talking about. You yeah. Out for
0: you girl. Yeah. So we're going to come out. We're going to be coming to you more frequently. I kind of like this format. I don't know. We have to talk and see y'all give us some feedback. There's an Instagram page called imperfect. Good girls um, that I started. And there's some stuff over there. Not a lot. Um, I do more stuff on this platform. The Chef Lori's platform. I kind of don't want to mix the two brands, but I'm I'm not sure. But we have had fun sharing with you tonight. Just some perspectives on being a good girl. Um, I want to say look for us next week, next Monday. But I don't want you to hold your breath. But, I mean, I think we could. We'll see. All right. (laughs)
1: We'll (laughs) see. If they call us back then, of course. Yes, thank
0: you for putting that in the chat. Yes. some perfect girls. All right, y'all. Well, we love you guys. Have a good night. Send us a message, a DM, or whatever. We'll talk to you later, girl. I'll talk to you later with your imperfect self. Thank you and have a good one, girl. <laughs> Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.